Welcome to Cape Side Chats, everyone. A Dawson's Creek podcast. The only Dawson's Creek podcast, as far as I'm concerned. I am Lex Lutz. I am joined by my Pram, my co-host, the Lexi Award-winning podcaster of the year, Simon. Well, firstly... Thank you. I mean, I didn't get an opportunity to give a speech. Yes. So, you know, now, now that everybody's here. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank my parents. Okay. I'd like to thank the Acad- the Lexi Academy, yes. of course, yes. first and foremost. I should have said that before my parents, you know. Yes. Um, I'd say, you Your know, my parents didn't give you wife, an award, sir. They didn't. That's, they didn't. gave me life, but not an award. That's true. Not something, yeah. you know, tangible. Uh, you know, I want to thank my wife for inspiring me, mm-hmm. but more importantly, I want to thank my dog Luna for always listening to me mm. and being a really good girl, you know? Luna is the unofficial third co-host of this show as well. Sometimes she just chills for in the real. background. We appreciate That's her. True. That's true. Well, I appreciate you, Lex. How how are things for you? Do you, do you actually, before you even answer mm-hmm. that, it's actually very surreal to... Uh, to win a podcasting award from the Lexi Academy because, it, you know, famously I got into podcasting from listening to you, listening to your podcast. So, you know, that's a surreal thing for me as well. Sometimes I think about that and I'm like, I met Simon because he just randomly listened to my voice one time. It was like sought me out and was like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, cool, much. cool. That's like how how strange life is. It's quite wonderful. Yeah, and yeah, now we're talking about Dawson's wonderful. Creek. Yeah, well, how how are things with you? Good, good. Things have been going well. My work is crazy, but I'm happy to be back talking about the creek. So, how have things going with you? Yeah, good. I mean, this I'm excited to talk about this. It's actually it's been a while because uh-huh. I I finished it before christmas and then obviously we both you know were busy with schedules and whatever over christmas and new years and so on so it actually i finished probably like three weeks ago Mm -hmm. so maybe even four weeks ago so uh, yeah i'm excited i'm so excited to see next season to see how it starts and what the hell is happening yeah because you you had predictions of how the show would overall go and one of those predictions that I did note was that they would never go to college. I remember you said that. Mm. Like, that was a prediction. You thought it would just be high school the entire time. Yeah, or that they would then... I, I thought they would time jump, and mm-hmm. that's where they stole it from One Tree Hill. Or One Tree Hill, sorry, stole it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, that could still happen. Mm-hmm. They could. Right? Of course they could. Um, so, but, Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 there was so much drama in this second part. The the Pacey Joey stuff came really out of left field it for me. It did. It's almost to the point where I hated that because it because it didn't quite. I was I was like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Like, there's really not a thing here. But like, I also understood it at the same time, and we can get, dig into that in a minute. Um, but yeah, there's so much drama. Um, there's so much weird stuff to rewatching it that I noticed that I'm like, God, like that shouldn't have been as big of a deal as it is to that character. And then you're like, well, that's like, you know, they're 18 years old now or whatever. So 
but yeah, you have one prediction that was wrong. That was like this entire show will take course, will take the course of high school, and they graduate yeah. at the end of this. So, yeah, but I, I, and that's really interesting because I would yeah I was never I'm never expecting to see them beyond this point, mm-hmm. and. But it makes sense that they would because they are the actors are aging out, like like um, yeah. James Vanderbeek looks like a man. This he is a always man looks now. like a man though to me. Even in the first season when he's baby faced, he looks way older. Um, I don't know if he's yeah. the oldest, but he looks older. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I, but they did this with One Tree Hill. I know we always it always ends up talking about One Tree Hill as well. But, oh, it's what brought you know, us together. Similar. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. So, um, but I always liked it when they did that adjustment in One Tree Hill with the time jump because now they're playing, you know, similar to their actual ages, and it sort of looks more what it is. Um, it was never so, yeah. the same though, and I will say that no. that's the case with Dawson's Creek as well. It's never quite the same. Oh no! Okay, are you saying are we going into a bit of a downward slope? Is that what you're saying when we go into season five? Um, I I don't want to say downward slope. I will say that we have watched what I and I know listeners have reached out to me and said that the best of Dawson's Creek mm-hmm. in the in the way that like you had like you've kind of covered the best of One Tree Hill, sort of. Yeah. Now you yeah. know. Um, but that doesn't mean that, like, some of the stuff coming is not great, you know? It's just mm-hmm. different, you know? Yeah. You've got, um, like, the classic period, and then... Mm-hmm. I even feel like that about things like Friends. I know, like, I love Friends all mm-hmm. of it, but I see the first four <laughs> to five seasons as classic Friends, mm-hmm. and then the second half of Friends is still great, but it's not... It, beca- it became a bit too formulaic, mm-hmm. like, they went too much into being caricatures of their own characters where in like the first four or five seasons like you know Chandler was still super sarcastic mm-hmm. and and this you know this isn't a friends podcast but right, right. Uh, I think most shows have that classic period there's not many shows that are able to keep that running the whole time and any show that is successful has a moment where every part of it is like iconic shows every part of it is clicking and it's just mm like spot on so yeah there there are very few shows that are consistently all the way through really fucking good and there are people that disagree sometimes like i've said Mad Men is one of the few shows that in my opinion is like perfect all the way through i've heard some people say breaking bad as well i don't disagree with that at all i just love Mad Men a little bit more you know like it's just my show but you know i've heard some people say no i didn't like x season or whatever it felt kind of what slow to me or something so it's it it can also be a very subjective thing too Mm. yeah for sure for sure i I haven't seen mad men it's one of f's favorites um but i i know it's got a great reputation and then are we gonna do a mad men podcast oh my god simon i accept (laughs) yes (laughs) that might be the only podcast that ethany might actually listen to ethany can come on and talk about it too that would be fun she she could i loved hearing her on casper so oh yeah yeah. thank you well yeah that's i say thank you like i created her but uh (laughs) your proxy proxy thank youing for her i guess yeah we'll consider that so oh boy all right this is part two of season four everyone 
Um, where we left off was the T of Pacey. How do you pronounce that? Do you know? Tie? Yeah, I just saw it because I just I was just flipping mm-hmm. through to remind myself. Yeah, T E, isn't it? Yeah, T E. Tay. You guys know. can let us know. Uh, that was episode twelve. That was where we stopped last time. So it was Pacey's birthday party. Very dramatic. We got a really good insight as to <coughs> um, what Pacey's home life was like. And I felt it was good to stop there, and I can tell you this now, Simon, because that episode really helps you understand Pacey's actions and emotions for the rest of this season. And it Mm -hmm. gives you insight into previous seasons, but like his constantly feeling like he is a failure and not good enough and not deserving of good things, especially the good thing being this love of his life kind of thing like that he has with Joey is a very big part of Pacey and Mm. so that to me I was like okay this is a good place to stop because it's kind of setting this up for like unfortunately the demise of their relationship um yeah yeah but first they're gonna fuck that's important (laughs) (laughs) did you see that coming yeah, it had to. Come yeah. on, surely. Like, I, and I think there was, there was so much emphasis on it, so much emphasis on it. And and I know that it is a bit different in late nineties, early two thousands. There was still this kind of, I don't know, this sort of built up importance of it, which it is important. It is important, like you know, losing virginity and, and this that, and the other. But I think there was this romanticized American pie kind of was parodying it to a certain extent mm-hmm. of, you know, you have to be in love and you have to, it has to be underneath the Eiffel Tower as the, mm-hmm. you know, the clock strikes midnight and it starts to rain under the sunset and this, that, and the other. Where I feel like today's generation uh, are probably a little bit more liberal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were times where, and, and like it was important to have the conversations and the back and forth, but there were times where I was finding myself feeling a bit like, come on, like not as in just do it, but just stop talking about it at least, just I, like one or the other. So that's one of the things that I was talking about where you're just like, is it really this dramatic? Is it really this big of a deal? But I will say that Joey has, we're just going to talk about, I mean, obviously Pacey and Joey are like from season three into this, like they're at the center, right? Like it it Mm -hmm. shifts from Dawson and Joey to Pacey and Joey. And then, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think one big thing with Joey, I don't like how she handles sex and how she deals with sex because it's upsetting. But I think that Joey has trauma related to it Mm. not Mm -hmm. because she has a bad sexual past or experience she doesn't have any but because as bessie clearly points out their mother got pregnant as a teenager bessie got pregnant as a teenager and she associates sex with ruining your life that is a hundred percent and that's exactly what bessie like pushes on her when she finds out that she's having sex it's it's like it's almost like religious trauma people that have like religious trauma related to sex where they have that immediate like like oh I can't do this this is wrong she has this idea in her head of this will ruin everything because it will ruin my life because I will get pregnant and then they they do have a scare in this season you know that's mm-hmm. that's a whole thing but and then I think Pacey has this 
idea at the same time of like so he has his own hang-ups about sex because he was clearly molested by a teacher which we've talked about <laughs> on this show like he he has had some very unhealthy sexual experiences in his past mm-hmm. um and his virginity like story is very terrible like very unhealthy um you know it's kind of played off in like a haha he got the girl kind of way but like shit like it's it's awful so they both have these really messed up hang-ups and then that whole so yeah i'm with you like they keep talking about sex and virginity and everything like that even the other characters do but at the same time what else is bigger in your life when you're 17 than like (laughs) yeah you know you're falling in love for the first time you're having sex for the first time you're going to college maybe you're not going to college like so these things are are real but at the same time i was just like i had plenty of times where i was like why are i remember watching this going like why don't you trust pacey why do you like why do you not Mm. trust him on that level he's not gonna abandon you he's not gonna i mean it did kind of fall apart but like it it, you know (laughs) it it just was it, it is a like a very weird dynamic that happens on the show and yeah their demise feels weird as well and i'm very curious what people will say when they let us know how they feel about the breakup of pacey and joey but we start this season um with or season this half of the season like it basically goes into them having sex for the first time on the ski trip um and that i think that's a great episode and a great moment in the show and incredibly romantic and everything but then they get into the next episode and they're like they're kind of like bickering already they're kind of like you know the strife is already there and i'm like damn they can't they can't just have this that makes me sad i enjoyed the the episode that came after it i think it was called four stories stories, yeah yeah, i i enjoyed that one in the way that it was structured in that it was it 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 felt like it was just one shot for like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and then i mean it wasn't you know different angles and whatever but it felt like the idea was it was like i don't know what what's 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 a monologue when there's two people (laughs) i don't know a dual monologue but you know (laughs) a lot of times in filmmaking they call those elevators like elevator pitches and stuff like that or not not elevator pitches that's like a quick pitch that you give elevator uh scenes or whatever and like when you apply to film schools as a writer you usually have to write two people get trapped in an elevator like write a scene and so that's a common a common thing so that's kind of what they were doing so like i always think of it as like oh it's like an elevator scene because i had to do the i had to do those when i was applying to film schools and stuff it was crazy but that's awesome but yeah like um i don't know it's really sad like this whole like their whole breakup and stuff like that is because i love them together so much and i every time i watch this back half of the season and i see it coming and i see the like cracks start to form i'm like why that's how i feel every time i watch it why and i understand that that pacey has a lot of things going on mentally that like are not good at all but I still don't understand. Even they don't understand why. Like, he's like, if I ever got a boat again, you know, would the woman that I love want to get on that boat with me or something like that and sail away or whatever? And she's like, yeah. 
And then, like, she fucking kisses Dawson at the end of the season and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why did they do this? Well, uh, well, hey, hang on. So, wait, I know, the. I know. When when they're doing the four stories and it's mm-hmm. they're just having these scenes where it's just two people talking. Yeah, like the vignettes. his yeah his situation is so typical of like teenage boys anyway. Mm-hmm. Or that's all that I can speak of. But you know, on he's asking her questions, but he's actually more uh, mining for his performance review. Mm-hmm. You know, and ego points and this that and the other and. Where actually she's, you know, more sensitive and vulnerable to these kind of things and needs it to remain a bit more, uh, you know, magical, for lack of a better term. Um, but it's it such didn't a make weird sense. thing for him to be pushing her on that level at that moment. Not like, yeah, it, not later. That, that, that makes sense. Or even in the moment, but like in that afterglow morning situation where he's like so how did i do yeah what it it really annoyed me how he was eating the crisps Mm -hmm. we call them crisps Mm -hmm. but you call them potato chips you're aware of this okay yeah um uh, but it really annoyed me and i just felt like i think i feel like you smell pacey i don't think you've showered this morning i feel like you're wearing the same clothes as yesterday now you're eating the Mm -hmm. crisps that's loud that's gonna give the misophonia over Mm -hmm. She, you know, talking about how you haven't touched me, you haven't touched me since whatever, and I'm like, dude, chill. She's processing. <sighs> mm, he he was become he was becoming very insecure in those moments. Oh, but when, when when they get to the the actual prom, uh, I know this is jumping ahead. It's fine. It's, we're it's on the. It's a little like we're we're just gonna cover characters like we've been doing, so it's fine if we jump around as far as Pacey and Joey are concerned. Well, when they're on on the boat and they're they're doing the prom and everything, and he sees Joey with Dawson, mm-hmm. and then he gives that big speech Ugh. in front of everyone where he just like unloads on her. Firstly, I feel like that was probably that was one of the best performances in the season because it felt so real, like the way that he like went through the different levels, and it was he was basically painful. saying, yeah, and it was basically saying that it, it sickens him. Uh, because her successes uh, shine a light on what he perceives as his own flaws, right? Mm-hmm. And he feels that um, she makes him insecure, but it's not her fault. She's just living her life, you know, um, which is a really tough situation. It's like really harsh on Joey because it's not like she's mm-hmm. doing any of this stuff on purpose. And actually, she's trying to support him. So, I mean, it did, in terms of it actually, I liked the scene, but in terms of it actually, the function of them breaking up felt like a bit more of like a plot device to end the season back with uh, Dawson and Joey, which I've always thought is endgame, mm-hmm. but I am but I was then sold and on now Pacey and Joey. Again? Yeah, like, I, I don't know, I don't know what to think. I mean, there was a part in this season where it looked like... Um, Oh god, that Jen and oh my god, their names are going Jack? out of my head. Yes, that Jen and Jack were going to get together, and it's like, what? I love the that hell is going out. on. I love that fake out where they're like, "All right, this is a weird hormonal moment," and then they're just like, the next morning they're like, mm, "No, that's gross. We're not doing that." No, yeah, and that's in that, but that's also that's true to adolescence, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, in 
you know, well. And if they did, if they did hook up, like, if they did have sex, and then after we're like, he was like, I'm still gay, and she's like, I love you like a best friend, but I'm not into this. Yeah. Then, like, I would have understood that plot line, too, you know? Yeah, it's experimenting, like, people, that's the point of... That's the point of growing up um, is that you have to try different things and see what works, see what doesn't, see how you feel about it and I move on. I would want them to be together, but obviously if any, if Jack was going to be with anyone, like it would be Jen, right? You know, like if it was going to be a male-female dynamic yeah. with them. But yeah, no, they're just, to me, they're just like, they're the soulmates, but they're, they're platonic soulmates. They're not actual like romantic soulmates. That's what's beautiful about their relationship. Yeah, and it makes sense that in a vulnerable moment you might feel like that you might could mistake those emotions for being romantic emotions or actually oh look we we get on so well why couldn't this Mm -hmm. potentially work Uh, and they're both lonely and that you know that factors in as well they're both single you know it's just kind of a we it was just and they were drunk like that's just weird you know yeah it, it happens and it doesn't doesn't even stop in adolescence, you know, people Jesus, uh, discover no. things throughout their whole life, you know. Ephany uh, has a really good, said something once that it always, it resonated with me, and it always stays in my head. It's such a simple, simple one line, but you can't go through life already grown, you know. You yes. have to go through life learning and growing and, ex- and experiencing and experimenting and trial and error and mistakes and God, successes so and all the rest of it. So you can't go through life already grown. Yeah, and then you just have to find the people that want to grow with you and and do mm. that do that process together. Um, oh, that's a good extension. I yeah, like that. yeah, and th- and that's the sad part about. I think Joey has that view. I think Joey has that view of like, well, I'll go to college and then like Pacey will get a job and we'll live together in the city. Like, I think if if you were to ask Joey, what's your future going to look like, and she would be like. Well, I'm going to go to my dream school because I can and I'm going to do really well and I'm going to live like I'm going to live with my boyfriend maybe like not like immediately but like the next year or something out of college. Um, And, you know, we're just going to be together and we'll be happy. And You know, Pacey will find his way because I think she believes in him. You know, I really do. And uh, and I think Pacey. So that's how that's how Joey views it. And Pacey, I think, views it as I'm gonna hold her back. I'm the townie, mm. I'm the loser, I'm the the worst of my family, I'm the one who fucks up, who's never and I will say, like, from my perspective, and I don't know about you, Simon, do you have siblings or anything like that? Like I've I have an older sister, yeah. Yeah. So like I have an older brother, and I've had a lot of moments in my life where I've almost felt the like how Doug is like the the perfect one in their family, like and Pacey's the fuck up. I have felt that a lot. Like my older brother is the perfect one, is the good one, and everything that he does will be right and good, and everything I do mm. will be fuck up. Like I will mess it up, and it's it's from it's from like weird childhood stuff or whatever, and like you know it's not that way with my father or father or anything like that. But it's just it's just weird. Like it's a weird feeling. And what's funny is I've had these conversations with my brother and he said, I felt the same way about you. He Mm. felt like he was the screw up and I was the good one or whatever. And I, I, 
because these characters on the show don't communicate with each other the way that they need to about so many things, and that's, of course, like what humans do, humans mm-hmm. that are not emotionally intelligent and can't have those conversations or haven't done the work to be able to have those conversations, um, you know, the, so many of these problems would be solved by two people sitting down and just being absolutely vulnerable with each other and seeing if they can work through it including mm-hmm. a lot of Pacey's family stuff. But because he doesn't do that, he he breaks everything in his life. He breaks his like his love life. He kind of fucks up his friendships in that moment too because it makes him look like a dick because he was being a dick. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he has the strife with his sister, the sh- you know, it, it's just it's just a really sad downfall for him. And I know that the season ends with him kind of on his own he does manage to like just graduate under the wire kind of situation, um, but he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go sail, whatever. I'm not gonna go to college. I'm just gonna be what like do my own thing." And that's cool, but it's also really sad to know that he had to break everything, like to feel that peace in that moment. I don't know. It's a bit upsetting. Mm. Yeah, and. It's hard to see a character that we're all rooting for that's done so much mm-hmm. to uh, change and grow from where we met him in season one, right? Mm-hmm. And and then to work to, to graduate, which I really enjoyed that storyline where the, the, teacher. the teacher let him do the test over, um, which was which was nice. And then, yeah, to kind of, like you said, sort of break everything and then leave. Um, it's sad. They kind of they've done him a bit dirty there like the writers i mean for the character so it'll be so it'll be so interesting to see how this picks up in in season five yes that is going to be very interesting um so another thing that happens between pacey and joey in this season is they do have a pregnancy scare and they Mm -hmm. kind of bring back the gretchen story of like how she it's weird because they, they link all of the women together in this moment in a really interesting way. Um, how Gretchen, obviously, she had her miscarriage, so she kind of understands, like, this scare moment of being very young. Obviously, Bessie understands because she had her child so young. Um, their mother, we find out, had, like, got pregnant very young and kind of couldn't leave Cape Side. Um, and then, of course, like, Gail is is, like you know pregnant at this moment and about to have her baby which let's just side note for that for a second (laughs) to me one of the most egregious thief thievery moments um other than the locker scene uh from one tree hill stealing from dawson's creek oh yeah 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 is that dawson has a little sister named lily (laughs) yeah that's crazy and i'm like really one tree hill really yeah there's so many there's so many like producers or directors where i see the name in the opening credits Mm -hmm. and i recognize it Mm -hmm. you know from one tree hill from from seeing it so it literally just feels like a lot of you know recycling yeah and maybe they thought that well there are a lot of people that watch dawson's creek have watched one tree hill and vice versa they might have thought that okay that was for this generation of 
you know teenagers or who or young adults or whoever's watching it and now they've gone off and they're now watching er or something and now the next generation are coming through they're not going to have watched dawson's creek because it wasn't as available in the same way that it's now everything's on streaming mm-hmm. services and everything so maybe they just thought ah, people won't maybe won't connect the dots as much you know and we can just yeah. steal from it no and it's and it's a thing that i have but like it doesn't necessarily mean that anyone else is like annoyed by that but i just was like why that's and it's not like it's not like sarah or whatever like lily is is not an uncommon name but it's also not a super common name like mm-hmm. that that it could be like oh well that was just a a thing or whatever to me it seems a little bit yeah like okay yeah, there's literally a million other names. Exactly. <laughs> they could have chosen. Um So it's really I mean, it's really hard to watch this back half of the season because of the Pacey and Joey stuff, but there's there's so much good stuff in this. Um who do you want to talk about next? What do you want to kind of what, dive into or do you want to keep what, talking about them? Well, <laughs> I want to talk to you about Dawson's Creek forever. Yes. Never let it stop. But I, I think I don't want to wait. Sim- <laughs> I don't want to wait. Anyway, my hand, hands up on the treadmill. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's some good symmetry there for Dawson and Gretchen because they also go through a breakup, right? Yes, or, and well, it's all over the place. And, I mean, I guess you could say some of its function is to end how we ended with Dawson and Joey. But I I think I did call that. I did predict that she would be only in this season or only about for this season, which, well, we don't know if we're going to see her again. But I don't think we're going to see her again. I think Gretchen is a character that's kind of aged poorly in the sense that, like, Sometimes you watch her in the season, you're like, why are you hanging out with these high schoolers? Like, what are you doing? And I think she acknowledges that. I mean, she does acknowledge that at the prom episode, right? She's like, why am I the mm-hmm. townie that came back and is just like chilling mm-hmm. with all these people? What am I doing with my life? And that's mm-hmm. kind of sad too, you know? Yeah, and uh, it was it, it was in this half of the season that they go, uh, Dawson goes out with her and her friends and they go to the bar and he goes home early, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure that was I'm in pretty this sure half. That was as well. Because he, he's so good at just being true to himself and not yeah. faking it. You know, like you'd assume most people in that situation would be trying to put on all of the bravado to act mm-hmm. more mature and to come across as older. And he's like, no, you know, I've got curfew. I've got to be home by this time or you know, or I'm not drinking, and he gets the big stamp on his hand to say that he's I under 21. I kind of love that about him, though. He has that innocence oh, that I he love holds it. on yeah. to. Yeah, I think that's one of the best... It, it's a double-edged sword, but, like, I do think it is one of the best characteristics of him is that he's that, Yeah. you know, he's got that... He's like, honest. Yeah, he's got that honest dreamer type of thing. But, yeah, he... Um, <clears throat> so he goes through this whole situation with Brooks passing away. That's a big storyline oh, this season. And I really like that because he loses that big piece of himself. You know, his art, his creativity, that thing that was his number one all the time. And he loses it. And sometimes we do that. Like, we do. We we fall off that path. Um, and the thing that brings him back to it is just seeing someone who lost it permanently. 
you know? Um, Brooks, and, and Brooks was like, I, I like that he was just kind of a dick, even at, even to the end, and just kind of like <laughs> always a gruff guy, and you kind of don't know how you feel about him the whole time, and yet, you know, you're you're like, wow, okay, well, he, at the end of his life, he gave Grams some happiness. He brought Dawson back to his first love, which is film. And he also ended up helping Joey by proxy because mm-hmm. he gave Dawson all of this money. And that money is used to pay for Joey's college, which we didn't discuss how expensive college is. You were you messaged me while you were watching that. You're going, Are, is this mm-hmm. for real? How much money she needs for college? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Very expensive. Crazy. Uh, how, how, what percentage would you say, roughly, of people that graduate high school go to college? Oh man, I don't know. I know it probably. I know that would differ so much from like state to state, but just like in from when you were growing up, like what percentage of your graduating class would you say well, that, went to? It college? also varies from school to school. So I went to a school where a lot of the kids were white, upper middle class. Um, so, like, they're born on third base and think they hit a triple, you know? Like, they think that... <laughs> That's a great way to right, put it. Right, so they think that they they did everything themselves and they got all of this. And, like, when in reality, there are a lot of people who will never get that opportunity. And it's not because they are not smart enough or not good enough or whatever. It is because they literally were not born on third base. And mm. so so I went... when I When I was in school, I would say, like you know 70 to 80 percent of the kids went to college after now how many of those Mm. retained and stayed in college i don't know but yeah college was very normalized for where i went to school but if you look at another graduating class at another school that does not have the support that we had because their parents aren't as wealthy uh, because the government doesn't give a shit about them because they're not little white kids like you know if they don't have that support the percentage might be much lower and that could be literally in the same city in the same county and could Mm. have two wildly different numbers there so you know the um the racism and poverty and and you know with joey they're obviously they're dealing with the the poverty side of things but the discrimination that happens within america um for all of the all of the above reasons like is is like prevalent in our culture so um, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people like went to that like next level of schooling for you guys. University is what you guys call it, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's harder for me to say because aren't trade schools very common there too? Like going and learning yeah. a trade. Yeah, we have. There's lots of things like apprentices, mm-hmm. uh, apprenticeships, and things like that. But we 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 finish we finish what we what you would call high school at 16 and mm-hmm. then you can you can drop out and be done with mm-hmm. education at 16 i think they've changed the law on that now and i think maybe you have to be up until 18 but in in our times it was that and and then you had the choice of you could do two years of what we call college which would be like like community college mm-hmm. like it would just be a local small college mm-hmm. Where you could, and then depending on how you do there, then you can go to university, which is like where it's all expensive and everything. Because if you go to what we call college for those two years, it's still, you don't have to pay for it. It's like right. part of, you know, like school, it's financed by the government or whatever. 
Um, but because I went to a college and then I moved to the other end of the country for like a year uh, and then moved back, it wasn't pl- it wasn't meant to be a year. It was meant to be permanent. Um, but long story, blah blah blah. We ended up moving home. Uh, mm-hmm. So I really long story short, I have no idea. But it's the same. It's the same situation. It's um, it's for people that are very privileged. Mm-hmm. I, I like you. Uh, you know, was lucky and was was born on. I wouldn't say I was born on third base. I was probably born on. Well, yeah, I, was, I guess. I it was depends. born on like I think I was born on like second base. Like I, I wasn't quite there. Like, but I like I was born in the double. Like I I I had the advantage. I had like I definitely had advantages. We we had issues with money and stuff like that when I was growing up, and I did not get a lot of financial aid. So I I related deeply to what Joey was dealing with. Out of high school, mm. I did not get a lot of financial aid, and it was incre- It was a huge burden. It's one of the reasons why I dropped out of college. So, you know, and even if you go to, you know, what you guys would call college, we would probably be like community college, and then you go to a university. Mm-hmm. So you'd like do two, mm-hmm. a year or two years of community college and then go to university here. Yeah. Um, you know, that's still going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's all relative because I mean I I I would I definitely grew up in privilege, um, but we didn't have that much money mm-hmm. growing up, and then my parents progressed in their careers and whatever, and then we were definitely like you know in the middle classes mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, but you know it's but then I've got there were people I went to university in in Oxford which uh, I didn't go to Oxford <laughs> I went to another university in Oxford but because we were in that city I had I knew people that were you know like super rich mm-hmm. that were very wealthy and uh, went to private schools and boarding schools and all the rest of it i mean turns out they were all most of them were douchebags oh yeah <laughs> also yeah. um but you know it's i guess it's all relative but yeah i definitely was born into and benefited from privilege for 100% um and I think the most important part is uh, knowing that and then and trying not hiding from it and trying mm-hmm. to do what you can to, uh, you know, uh, do what you can to balance things out. Right. Because it really is unfair. It, like, it, it, is, really is, it is incredibly unfair. And I do like that they at least deal with the economic um, concerns within this of like, you know, Dawson never has to worry about college like paying for college his parents are like he's set you know um and joey because she doesn't get that last portion of financial aid like she literally can't go like it's not Mm. happening um (laughs) i i was confused and i don't know and i if someone could give us input like why weren't loans involved were loans not normalized then because a lot of people nowadays Mm. would get student loans um, I know mm. that that was discussed on Gilmore on the show Gilmore Girls, and they were like, "Well, we don't want you to have loans, like to take loans out to have to pay those off after you graduate, because that is a huge concern. You're talking about hundreds of dollars a month, you know, mm. of a bill immediately after you graduate. So it's mm-hmm. it's awful. Um, but yeah, like I, it it's it's terrible like and and college has just gotten more expensive it's more expensive than whatever the number was that she was saying i need to like 
I think it was like $18,000 or something. I don't remember. Uh, it it was a point where I thought, I'm sure you could raise this. <laughs> like, is it not? It's, like, it's not like a small amount, but I mean in terms of how long do you have? Like, I'm sure that yeah. you could get, like, some community going, you know, where people can, you know... <laughs> Do some car washes, do some bake sales, do sell some things. Like you could I know, but at know. the same time, she's such a pariah in their in their world. Do you think that people mm. would actually raise money for little Joey Potter, whose dad is a drug mm. drug dealer, drug addict, and you know, like I it's it's terrible, but she is treated like shit by so many people. Everybody, everybody, main and main, mainly herself refers to her as little, mm-hmm. little Jerry Potter, mm-hmm. little from the whole time, yeah, it, yeah. from season one, like in the third person of, you know Je- me, little Jerry Potter. Joey Potter is the tiny Tim of, of yes. Cape Side. She is the tiny Tim of Cape yeah. Side for sure. It's always like little Joey Potter. <laughs> Never been, yeah. never been loved a day in your life. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. But you know what also is interesting about this, and I don't know if the trend is the same in America now, mm-hmm. but university is not the be all and end all anymore. Like, as yeah. in, if I could go back, I wouldn't have gone to university. Like, it hasn't. <laughs> I oh, I'm literally like, I have a really good job right oh. now, debating. Do yeah. I still keep doing sorry. this? No, no, no. It's fine. I it's just fine. Re- I just realized. No, 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 that, no, 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 no. Yes, it's okay because it is a it is a great it. point. And like, but it's really hard. And I'm like, why? Sometimes you're like, why? You know? Um, I guess. I guess for me, I I'm just for me personally. I just I just went because it was what you did in those days. Like, if you could get into. I mean, when I say those days, I'm talking. I went in 2006 right so was that like 15 years ago oh my god 15 years ago but well, that's like, it was you're almost on the same timeline as them because they're the class of no 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 i'm sorry that's they're it's off they're 92,000 this is 2000 I think. okay good because that was worrying um but yeah i it was just like the thing to do and i feel like a lot of people in my generation um and and above and maybe even below was that was what you did you you went to school you had you did you went to sixth formal college and mm-hmm. then you went to university and and there was a lot of jobs particularly like office jobs and um etc you had to have a degree to do it um but it but they're not the jobs that i ever wanted to do or ended up doing anyway like i did dabble in you know when i was trying to find my path in doing like office work and whatever but i could never work in an office and and do those kind of things you know my st- thing was working with people and mm-hmm. supporting people and caring for people and my whole career is is in social care but uh my degree didn't do anything for me mm-hmm. for that um and if i could if i could go back i would have just gone i would have done gone to college or you know i'd done a levels what we call college not gone to university and just gone in straight into work and just gone supporting people but if I hadn't done that, then I... Because in my summers, I used to go to Camp yeah. America in America and blah, blah, blah. And those were, like, the most impactful experiences for me and shaping me as a person and sort of helping to set my moral compass and this, that, and the other. So it's like, I don't regret it because it led to some great experiences. But 
uh, I think now the trend is is a lot of people don't go to university unless mm-hmm. they need they, they unless they have to. They want to be a lawyer. They want to be a doctor. Yes. They want to be astronaut, I was scientist, say, any whatever. Sort of like STEM science field, mathematics, mm. all yeah. of those. Yeah, you have to go. But like, I don't know the liberal arts degrees, which is what I'm in, and like that seems to be Joey's interest. Um, that's Dawson's interest. Um, Dawson, it makes more sense for him to go to film school at this time because you don't have access to video equipment that's as good as, like, film. And so there was a period of time there where film school was, like, what you do. And that was because our digital technology was not on par with how good film works. So Mm. if you wanted to make movies, it was literally cheaper for you to go to college and have access to the film department in the college than it was for you to buy film outside of it. And now yeah. they don't re- that's not really the case and I don't quite understand why people go to film school now. Cuz you can learn yeah. so much through books, through watching, through, you know, just I don't know. I don't I don't quite get film school now, but I did I totally understand it during this time for, you know, 2000. Yeah. Yeah, and this time it makes sense, mm-hmm. and 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 as well, it's like networking as well, where you're going to oh, meet people, huge, yeah. and and I and I guess in that industry, it's like you know, where did you where did you learn? And, you know, the names meet mean things. You know, like that you know, Yales and Princetons and all of them. I know not in film, but yeah. I know that like people that have just those, and it's the same with like Oxford and Cambridge. Yeah. That if you have that on your CV, that just gets you through doors because they're yeah. so prestigious. Um, and um, yeah. uh, what is it? What is the school that Joey's going to? War Warner? What? I don't know. It's not a real. It's not a real. Oh school. yeah, it's something Warner. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, Worthington. That's the name of it. Worthington. That's it. And yeah. that's not, that's not a real school, but it is basically supposed to be like Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's like Boston based, whatever, like that area, um, and they're basically like making it Harvard without using the name Harvard. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I can't say that. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I was evaluating. Anyway, um, but yeah, she so like Worthington is supposed to be so like what you guys would have like Oxford, all of that. So it's going to be more expensive, mm-hmm. more prestigious, harder to get into. You know, mm-hmm. gonna she's going to be set kind of thing. That's why it's such a big deal for her to get into the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, like you said earlier, the fact that these things are so important because they would be and they are at at this point in in their lives they're talking mm-hmm. about going to college is the next steps um you know their their romantic lives that you know they're experiencing things for the first time yeah it it, it all it all makes sense um so back to Dawson. I remember being surprised, and even watching it now, I'm still surprised that Dawson and Gretchen did not have sex in this season. Yeah. yeah. Not because they should. <laughs> it's good that they didn't. But just because it just seemed like the thing that would happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. But I guess He's now the only they wanted maybe. 
<laughs> there he is. <laughs> he would survive a horror movie, though, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. That's the rules. You know, he would. Virgin I would have in high school, so. too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But, yeah, like, well, that, that is a funny thing that they point out at the end of it. They're like, he's the last man standing. Yeah. Well, and I think they wanted it to end with that situation of Joey confessing that she had slept with Pacey and him feeling that pain that, you know, he had kind of allowed, in his mind, that he'd allowed that to happen because he, you know, he, he, you know that was meant to be him or whatever in his mind, you know, Which soulmates. Which is and... so fucking weird. Like, it's so weird <laughs> that he is obsessed with her virginity in this way. and But Lex, he has ownership over it. He's got papers. Yes, absolutely. They're, they're, he they're he, have paper. he has papers. I mean, he can't argue with <laughs> yeah. that. But, yeah, and he's so hurt. He acts like she's cheating on him. And, and mm. she doesn't help things by being sketchy about it and kind of and lying to him at first. But then at the same time... She lies to him because he's a fucking child about it. And Gretchen is like, why did you lie to him? Why, like, why did you do that? Why didn't you tell the truth? And I'm like, why are all of these people acting like her sex life is public knowledge and should be, everyone should know who she's fucking? <laughs> like, why is that you have to tell him? If you don't tell him, I'll tell him mm. or whatever. And I'm like the fuck is wrong with you it's none of your business you found out by accident (laughs) like it's none of your business the fact that you have decided that it's somehow like not only your business but also dawson's business is weird she nobody has the right Mm -hmm. to that information but they act like it Mm -hmm. is something they have the right to know yeah true i just i don't understand it it's it's wild it's it's almost like um um the aunt in the last season who was like you have to tell him you have to because you're like cheating and stuff and i'm like you're a grown woman what is wrong with you like you're being (laughs) fucking weird yeah i mean yeah i i can't imagine uh when my son gets to being a teenager to you know being involved in these conversations and things with him i mean yeah. You're not going to normalize but, having weird sexual conversations with your kid the way that Mitch does. Yeah. It's going to be like, hey, have you got papers do to you, own that um, person's virginity? Do you want to kiss this mannequin, son? Here, here, son. <laughs> yeah. Kiss this mannequin. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is. Yeah, the, the entitled feeling is gross, and I don't like it. And I think it's, I think it's makes Dawson look terrible. When really Dawson, I think, is better this season. I don't know. He is. If... It does kind of fit his character, though, to an it extent. Does. Like, as in, it's kind of an it's an immature, uh, self-centered way of thinking about things, and that kind of fits him to a degree. Which is which is not me taking no, uh, you know, having any slight at him because that's how I would have been as a teenager. It's as well. not out of character. Um, I agree with you there. It's not out of character for him at all. It just sucks to witness, you know. Yeah, but but I think it's important because we need to. They are. He's a teenager. Mm-hmm. They are adolescent, and that's how they act. You know, we feel like this all the time in One Tree Hill. It's like, why? Why did Mouth put a brick through someone's 
car windshield. I mean, I mean that's kind of a random one, but you know, it's like, well, he's, teenager he's doesn't like know what he's doing, and he's hormonal and weird, and you know, kind of yeah. a stalker. So yeah, that's why I mouthed it that a little bit, but a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah. I yeah, I liked Dawson more this season. Um, the decisions that he made, I think that there is some maturity from the entire situation that they went through the year before. Um, mm. He's still not my favorite. And everyone is, you know, aware of that as we, you know, I can't tell you how many people have been like, I hate Dawson. That's the, that's the theme of <laughs> messaging me or whatever about Capeside Chats and Dawson's Creek in general. They're like, I fucking hate Dawson. And I'm like, look, I, he's got some flaws for sure. But, I don't know. I still try to approach his character with like, I understand why you're that way, bud, or whatever. Like, I, you know, I, I just, I try mm-hmm. to look at it from a not hating him perspective, but sometimes it makes me hard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I Yeah, it kind of flipped into being the Pacey show the last mm-hmm. two seasons, I'd say, which I wasn't expecting that either. I mean, not to say that he had more screen time or anything like that, but it felt more, those were the storylines that we were more interested mm-hmm. in as an audience member, or I, I was, and I know that you are. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah we'll see. And see I also, where it ends up. I also felt like the actor and actor, like Gretchen and uh, Dawson, like they, they just didn't have chemistry to me. I didn't feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I I was I was never rooting for it. Mm -mm. I was fine with it, really, for as it as it stands, you know, in this season. But I'm just like, okay, that just seems kind of like bland. Yeah, I I I didn't like hate it or anything, but I never really warmed to Gretchen. It was I like her storylines and scenes and whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, it's great, it's fine, but I'm not excited for it. Mm -hmm. But when like we're getting back to like Pacey or like Jack. I, I think Jack's my favorite. Jack if I'm is being amazing. Real. I love him when he, should we talk about him? Let's, yeah, talk, about let's Jack. talk about Jack. One of my favorite moments of this season is when he goes to the airport to get Andy, which did you see that coming? No, I liked that. That was good. It was very sweet. Bring her back for a bit yeah. and then put her back on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, when he's like, this is my boyfriend. I'm like, yeah yeah i really liked that and i liked uh that they i didn't think it was gonna happen mm-hmm. i f- i thought that it's kind of uh like forced and jack's not into it mm-hmm. and then when they went on uh when they went on the date the to the prom and everything yeah. and he's got his glasses off and you know dressed up and whatever it was nice to see jack seeing him in a different way mm-hmm. and uh yeah i really liked all of that and i like their interactions and uh that they have good chemistry together i think yeah i think jack and toby are are interesting pairing um and i like i i like that as the season progresses you see toby kind of be like well he's like the jock i never got and i don't know mm. how to deal with this <laughs> yeah. like He's not going to like me, but is he? But is he not? And then it was like, but are we going to define this relationship? And it, I was just like, that's just cute. I think that's adorable. I think Toby goes from a really annoying character to like a cute goof, you know? 
So yeah, no, I, and I wasn't expecting that. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to find him annoying the whole time, but actually seeing that that was his function was to be a bit annoying at the beginning, mm-hmm. so that it you know things don't uh, connect straight away, and then we get on further. It it was heartbreaking when he got beaten up. Yeah. That was, I, I, but I think again. Um, I think kudos to Dawson's Creek because they keep, I mean, God, they keep throwing spikes in the road for Jack for, you know, his, you know, journey into, you know, being out and, and, and what that means and, and, and how it's affecting his life. But they don't shy away from any of like the homophobia and, uh, you know, all of the hardships with it. And I think that's, I think that's great because... Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but in like the late nineties, early two thousands, I'd imagine this. Some of this is like new ground, you know, to be covering this extensively. Yeah, and um, when did Matthew Shepard was ninety seven, I think. Um, so famously, um, ninety eight. So two years before this, um, Matthew Shepard, uh, was killed in wyoming in the united states and he was violently murdered because he was gay and so it was a very big cultural moment um especially in the gay rights movement but in everyone uh, understanding the danger that you know it every you know queer person has but like gay men in this particular situation like if they hit on the wrong person you know if i hit on if i hit i'm you know i'm taken now but like if i was hitting on a woman and i was she was like oh i'm actually straight she would just she would probably just be like and and this has happened where she's like oh i'm 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 kind of flattered by that but like you know i'm not really into it and i'm just like cool whatever but like gay men like jack if he hits on the wrong guy it could lead to him dying it could very well lead to him being murdered and that has happened in the past and sometimes those men have gotten away with it because um it's momentary insanity it's um there's actually um harvey milk was one of our politicians in the united states in san francisco and was murdered by another politician who literally had something called the twinkie defense which is he claimed that he was eating so many bad snack foods that it made him insane, temporarily insane. He got away with it. He wow. he murdered, you know, Harvey Milk in cold blood and had this stupid fucking Twinkie defense and he got light, light, like whatever. Because at the end of the day, they don't care because they're gay men. And that has been a big part of our culture. Um, they didn't care about the AIDS crisis. Like our government, our society didn't care about the AIDS crisis until they realized that it was harming um straight people as well because they when they figured out it was a blood disease not just a gay disease um before it was called aids it was called or hiv it was called grid which is like gay it was like gay respiratory infection or something it was it was something like that so it was literally Mm. like in there that it was like a gay disease so it's there's so much discrimination and it's very relevant to them like i said like matthew shepherd died two years before this he was beaten to death mm. and like dragged by a car and everything like that. And I, I know oh, I, Jesus. I, I, you know, and then he was strung up like on a fence, like barbed wire type fence. 
And I say that, and I know that that's very upsetting for people to hear, but it's a reality that um, especially um, trans people, um, get, you know, gay men are very vulnerable to it. Obviously, like, lesbians can be killed by, like, as well. You have to be careful where you live in the world, in this country, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it, so the fact that they addressed that and they showed that Toby was beaten, it's, it's so awful. And it was, it was exactly the type of situation I'm talking about where Toby just looked at a guy wrong. That's all he did. Mm. He is a more effeminate man who does not, like, cannot hide his gayness, not that he would, but cannot hide his gayness as easier and is therefore a more vulnerable person to assault, to, you know, all of these things. And so the fact that they addressed that was really important. Um, Not just for the time, but for all of time. Yeah, I mean, that's so sad and so horrific, um, everything you were just talking about. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's good that they that they put it in the show because, you know, right. it's, it's relevant. Yeah, it's incredibly relevant and it's such a, um, it's, it, it's, it, it's like, um, it's good to see it, but it is deeply upsetting to watch this and to be like, yeah, that could happen. That's like a, like, and I've had conversations with um, people like, you know, straight friends or whatever who have just never thought about that once in their lives. They're like, you should move to this area because you like mountains and stuff. And I was like, I, but I could get killed, you know, like I could mm. be um assaulted because i am not a woman who likes men and a man could decide he's gonna change that or whatever like there's there is there are a lot of risks that you have within our culture depending on you know and that's why people are constantly talking about trans rights right now because the trans people within our community like our you know um family members you know so to speak of like the lgbt uh, Q community they are so high risk and the the murder rates are so much higher especially for people uh, trans people of color so it's like that's why it's such a big conversation right now that you hear about because you're like they're being murdered for this because like men freak out because they're like that person is different from me it's it's just and it's all goes back to like you know, one of the things we've talked about numerous times on the show that we love is that men are portrayed differently. Like, they're vulnerable. They talk about their feelings. They deal with their emotions more. Um, and, like, that should be a more normal thing. But in the case of even in our pop culture, it's it's abnormal. It's very hard to find characters like Mitch um, who are sensitive and mm. empathetic and not prone to violence or anything like that it's it's just a different that's one of the things i've always loved about this show is mitch and how he is like you know a sensitive different type of male figure Mm. and then they show like you know toxic men with like pacey's dad and stuff yeah and mitch is a good example because he's still like super 
masculine. Oh yeah, unquote, he's the know, fucking like, Flash. Like he, you still see it. You're like, that guy's got <laughs> guns on him. Like he's in great shape. He's a dude. Like he's a man's man. But he's also yeah. like a sensitive, sensitive guy. It's cool. Yeah, he's Dawson's dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know. He produced Dawson, who is, you know, very sensitive. But yeah, totally. And I'm fully with that. I mean, I, I'm I'm someone that always has grown up being a, a sensitive person and, mm-hmm. and emotional. And I, I think it took me a while to allow myself to be that, you know, openly. Like as in, not I'm not saying that this was any kind of, I've not had any kind of hardship or anything like that. But That's fine. Uh, I understand I'm what you just mean. Like it's hard to it's I, hard to be open with your emotions and like completely break out of that, you know, especially as a man. Yeah, and I think when I got what what I'm trying to say is when I got to like my sort of late twenties, going into where I'm at now in like my early thirties, I just sort of went past this barrier of I'm just gonna if I'm gonna tell people in the moment how I'm feeling, and if that is like upset me or hurt my feelings i'm just gonna say it very like flat and just non-abrasive or anything and just be like hey that's actually that that made me feel like this that and the other blah 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 blah. you know Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't there's no fear of judgment because i'm i feel comfortable within myself Mm -hmm. that you can't you can judge me if you want to but it has no bearing on me because i judge myself and you know it, like i i'm comfortable with how i am and i think what i'm trying to say is, is i think it is very difficult for men to feel comfortable with themselves because they go through this brainwashing mm-hmm. as children that with that men are supposed to be tough and uh, not to show emotion and go fishing and spit and make fires and all this right. stuff that I don't want to do. But uh You're and, an indoor and it's kid. Like, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so but I, I think like I, I think this about young people sometimes, like when you have like kids that are like, I don't know, twelve, thirteen mm-hmm. that go out there do dumb do dumb shit as they walk home from school. Um, you know, and like try and push each other around or push kids into a bush and whatever and all this kind of dumb shit and it's like where does that actually come from and it come in usually from boys anyway it's coming from they're trying to be like a big man mm-hmm. they're trying to be like uh the alpha of the pack and the alpha means that i put you down and i control you and whatever but where does that mentality come from it usually comes from they're trying to be like their their dad or whoever the the role model is well not necessarily but you know um or, it's all toxic masculinity is what i'm trying to say and yeah. we really do need men to break out of it and just be comfortable with their emotions and be comfortable to be vulnerable and to be just open and know that it's okay to not be okay you know that's in 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 times yeah and they you know, they might just have some sort of pain, any sort of pain in their lives, and they don't know how to deal with it because we don't teach them that it's okay to, A, have pain, and B, talk about the pain. Like, mm. and, and, you know, it yeah. could be something as simple as that. And that's that's the sad part. I think we're getting better about it, but we still have such a such a long road to get to a, you know, safer place for people to be vulnerable and open and be a different type of 
when we're talking particularly about men, like be a different type of man. Um, For sure. But I think the evolution is happening. Yeah, it definitely feels better. But I think like all all anger is rooted in pain, right? Like, yes, absolutely. It all comes from pain, insecurities, and people that are hating on other people usually because, you know, this is just generalizing, but it's because, well, that person isn't in pain or that person is comfortable with themselves or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, it's all... It all comes back to oneself and it always comes back to the problem is within, you know, and when people are hateful and horrendous it is always within them. And it's kind of, you know, it's where it's sourced from, we don't know, but uh, I mean, it's just horrible. That's what Pacey yeah. does as well. Like Pacey hurts the woman that he loves more than anything because he can't deal with his own pain his own emotions Mm -hmm. his own Mm -hmm. shit that he has to work through because i can tell you he could have worked through that stuff with joey yeah he could have he could have i mean granted it takes a more mature person so maybe not considering they're so young but like when we're talking about adults like you you don't have to separate yourself from the person that you love to find yourself. If you're with the right person, mm-hmm. you will just be able to grow together, you know? And mm-hmm. But he doesn't understand that. And part of that is his age, and part of that is him not dealing with his fucking feelings, you know? For, for real. And that, and that is... Because... Uh, <laughs> You know that there's a, I think it's like the frontal lobe of your brain mm-hmm. doesn't actually fit, doesn't actually develop until you're like in about t- mid to late twenties, right? Yes. Like twenty five, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's like where you're actually twenty five, twenty six, something like that. My girlfriend makes fun right. of me for this, by the way, because she said <laughs> that this is this is a consequence of when I talk about bad relationships in the past, and she's like, "Well, you dated people that were." younger than you too much younger than you who didn't have fully formed brains so she's like that's kind of your fault and i'm like that's fair that's fair i'm with someone with a fully formed brain now so that's good (laughs) (laughs) that is always a good sign but but that that is that is 100 percent real because you then are able to reflect basically and and with your reflection you reconcile you learn so on and so forth Mm -hmm. I I've probably spent well most of my thirties. I'm thirty four now. Reflecting too much, way too much, and obsessing and whatever felt. And then, <laughs> of all of the things from that I you know that had come before, you know, going through like teenage years and childhood and like you know my twenties and this that and the other. And uh, and then over analyzing, and then trying to make like amends and mm-hmm. this that and the other. Uh, and I guess my point is is that he's not able to do any of that yet. It's not like he's mm-hmm. able to process those emotions, reflect on them, and then take the actions that you need to do. And and sometimes those actions <laughs> are okay. That there's nothing that can be saved there but you can make an amends and try and make it right and balance the universe out with what happened there you know whether it's directly with someone or not or you can like change things around and actually 
you know, no, I made a mistake here. Let me let you know how I'm feeling and let, let's see where we can go forward. So I think it's a good show of his age, really. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe that's something that, you know, if they do time jump, <laughs> maybe then he can work it out because he frontal lobe is starting to come through. No, I completely agree. It's it's very, um, very realistic. That's why it's painful sometimes, right? We've talked about that from the start. Some of this show is incredibly painful to watch because we remember. Mm. Um, and that's why some people can't watch it because they don't want to remember. They don't want to remember mm. what it was like to be 17 and to have so much pain um, and to not understand even why sometimes, why you were in that much pain. Can, can I say this actually? Because mm-hmm. uh, this is, I've been thinking this, mm-hmm. like, uh, and I'm really glad. I mean, Dom doesn't listen to this, so I can say this. Fuck uh, you, Dom. No, I'm just... re- <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck you, Dom. Fuck why you. not? Throw it in there. <laughs> One of our ravens did it. Came on the podcast. Oh, I love just it! Like, so good. They were just like, "Hey, can I just say something?" Fuck you, Dom. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they pay for that privilege. So, yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone wants to do? I was it, just say you, you know. can do a lot did, if you pay for it. You know. Did, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I told you one of we. You know, we do the live watch alongs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, someone came to one of our ravens came with a t-shirt that they'd had made that said team dom and on the back it said fuck simon oh my god wow <laughs> i know wow indeed how'd that make wow, you feel indeed. <laughs> makes me feel to say fuck you mike <laughs> that's amazing fucking prick <laughs> so what, sorry, no, what I'm. I feel grateful that we're going to hit the time jump in One Tree Hill, and in the end, we just started season four. At the mm-hmm. end of season four, I agree with you. The first four seasons is what it's about with One Tree Hill, but uh, if they can get this painful to watch mm-hmm. sometimes with what exactly what you were just saying, and the same with when I'm watching Dawson's Creek. Uh, I do it in quite a quick run. Like, it takes me a while to get started because it's like, oh, God, it's going to take me down this, like, yeah. this this emotional alleyway. And then when I'm into it and I've watched the first one, I'm like, okay, good, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And then I get, and then I, and then I go through. But it, it, it can be a bit draining. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. But I, what I'm saying is, is I'm looking forward to, one, when we finish this one, Dawson's Creek, and once I get through to the time jump of One Tree Hill, I feel like I need a break from teen dramas. You like we do. need to go something. We need to go adult. Like we need. I to agree, go. and we've discussed shows in the past that are different, and I I think you do need a break mm. from teen dramas. You're, it's it's taking it out of me legs. You can crave it again one day, but not for a while. <laughs> yeah. We need to. This is us has been added to Disney Plus, and I feel like that would be a really good. And the last got, season got to do is starting that. or just started. I watched the first episode, but I won't bring it up because I'm like three seasons behind. <gasps> so, um, yeah, we we I feel Big we've got three. that. We've <laughs> is small is Smallville is teenage, right? Yeah, okay, we don't want give that we don't want to do Smallville. Plus, Smallville's a really long show. So we'd have to prepare ourselves for that. It's 10 seasons. 
Well, speaking of long shows, have you seen Supernatural? I've seen some of it, yeah. I've seen none of it. I get requests for it all of the time. Really? uh, From our peoples. And then there's like 17 seasons (laughs) or something. It's a lot. It's one of the longest. I think it's the longest running show on the CW. It's over now. Is it still going now? No. It ended like last year, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a few things. Mad Men, that would be a good one. Mm -hmm. There's a few things on the list. Yeah. But um so we can't no it's it's fine um we kind of covered jack what about um jen Jen? yeah the other half of that so jen goes to therapy for the first time in this season uh and works through i liked that yeah and we're and i like that there's no romantic interest for jen in this back half of the season i was worried they were gonna Mm -hmm. do something with drew but what they did with drew was just make him a reminder of what she had gone through with her trauma and like a another catalyst for you need to go get help um yeah drew kind of redeemed himself to me anyway like as in did we talk about we did didn't we we talk about brendan fraser and how much he looks yes, like brendan fraser i think we did okay yeah. i think we did on the podcast but we both have discussed it at least off the podcast yeah my gosh he looks like identical mm-hmm. to a young brother and i haven't Frazier. seen him in anything oh. since this so it's kind of weird drew yeah right. but yeah but he does kind he of he became good he became good he kind of redeemed well i thought we can I, we understood him a bit more yeah. oh gosh and jen went to new york with joey and the dad oh isn't that, that heartbreaking was, i wasn't and you I and you see what that. catapulted jen into everything that her self-destruction um i love this idea that jen was just a kid and then she realized that her father was a monster um like you know because he wasn't just cheating on her mother he was cheating on her mother with a child yeah with a you know a girl who was just a few years older than her and he is awful a true monster in that sense and that is when you're like oh shit everything makes sense it all kind of clicks and i disagree with jen being like i don't need therapy anymore (laughs) no you fucking need more therapy but i understood that idea of where it was like she was like i did this i confronted this demon and like this was the thing that i needed to get through um but i thought it was a very powerful story for jen and I loved that you also see these moments like when she gets drunk at the prom or whatever where you're like, oh, she's going down this path again. And it's like, no, she's just right there on the edge of a breakthrough of something better for her. And they kind of leave it at that at the end of this season. And, you know, and then the story at the very end with Grams where Grams is like, I have to pay for her college. So I'm going to have to like sell my house and yeah. go into a home and stuff like that's that's intense i love grams speaking yeah, of redeeming grams herself is great. yeah for the sure. sacrifice well, I mean, that she would make for her child who has basically become her daughter and uh you know she kind of like you can tell grams is like kind of like fuck my kid that like was terrible to jen who just like abandoned her i'm not gonna do that to to jen yeah i mean grams She's she only had that one bad 
point in the first season and i think we've we've discussed on previous podcast episodes yeah. that we think that they probably weren't 100 percent sure on which direction they were going with that character because that doesn't seem to fit with anything else Mm-mm. that we've come to know of her uh so taking that to one side yeah she's got to be one of the best characters she should be pop fun code that should she be, should happen. one of my favorite pictures i think i sent it to you was james vanderbeek took his daughter to see that actress who plays grams on like broadway or something like that and there's a it's a picture of them bringing her flowers and it's like it's like his, oh, his actual sweet. grandma you know and as if it's you know or like you know that type of figure in his life and just seeing his his child with and him you know and and then it's like you know grams is like just like you know posing with the it just it's it's so beautiful um all of this cast is still close to my knowledge i was gonna say can we when we've when we've like wrapped the season six can we do an episode where we just talk about the cast and Mm -hmm. what they're doing now because I'd, i'd love to know you know what they're going to do and all of that sort of stuff yes for sure um and there are characters coming up that are also like very close to some of the cast members of this and yeah so it's it's interesting um we will get some new characters next season so okay Mm -hmm. and then we should also we should also do maybe it could be in the same episode but we should do the characters of One Tree Hill versus the characters of Dawson's Creek. Like, who do we prefer? Like, take the the leads, like Lucas and Dawson. Like, who mm-hmm. would you pick if you could only have one? And Joey and who would Haley? Peyton? Haley. Ha- oh, Haley. Haley. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Drew would be like a Felix type. Yes, he would. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Abby. Who would kind Joey? Of is a who Felix. would Joey be? Nathan, I guess he'd be Nathan if there was no without the basketball, right? For who? Which character? Nathan and Pacey. Pacey, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably it. The screw up who kind of like gets the girl and turns his life around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who did you say Abby would be? Who Abby and Felix are kind of on the same page too. Yeah, they're both like yeah. shitty characters that never kind of redeem themselves. You just kind of like fuck you, and then that's it. Like <laughs> that's kind of their whole thing. Fooled. Yeah, F- fooled off. She's better player, than yeah. Felix, though. I would argue. Felix is like completely irredeemable. Oh yeah, Felix is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, like Jen works through a lot of her trauma and her issues this season and i one of my favorite things about this season is jen's just like single doing her own thing she's there for Mm -hmm. her friends you know you don't don't have a lot of that bullshit going on with jen just her dealing with herself and i think that's very needed for her character yeah she hasn't got that mopey shit bag around she Um, had to have him though because like that was a part of this journey for her like you know i stand by that but yeah yeah well i mean but that's like what we're saying you have to go through and you have to you have to go through people to know who your own people are sometimes like i've spoken about this before like um i had some friends from when i from when i went to university that were like them boarding school super rich whatever Mm -hmm. 
and that's not that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like douchey or bad people but like what you said earlier you said people that are born on third base at like they they hit a triple uh, yeah they, they think they hit a triple it, like yeah. like as, yeah. like they made that happen yep. Uh, I went. I was friends with some people that were like that, mm-hmm. and it took me. It took me a long time to realize that these are not my people. Yep. You know, and I cut them. I cut them out eventually. But I'm talking like I cut them out in like my late twenties, yeah. like maybe maybe like twenty nine, almost thirty. And it was like, mm, no, um, you you're not my you're not my tribe. You know, so yeah, to speak. Absolutely. And but sometimes I don't look back on it like with regret or anything i look at it as sometimes people like that are uh you need them to know who your people are you know They're like a bar measuring rod for these things so she needed that mopey shit bag she did. to know that she doesn't yeah. want a mopey shit bag you know yeah to know that or or she wanted parts of that she wanted like a guy who was obsessed with her in that way because she deserves that but not in an unhealthy way, which he also was, you know, he pushed it too far. That's a little bit of a balance yeah. there. And it's, and it, uh, right, exactly. And it's not to say that people are necessarily good or bad or this, that, and the other. It's just that um, we all have, you know, the the vibes that we're looking for. There's people just on different frequencies sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want to point out that I, I saw on here, it's the class of 2001. I, I said mm. 2000 earlier. They're actually the class of 2001. So one thing that's interesting about this, I can't remember if I brought it up last time, but they like completely ignore 9-11 in this show. Which is like for right. a American television show to have that happen in the middle of it and then they just don't acknowledge it is pretty crazy. Yeah. I guess, I mean... It's not the same because that was a terrorist, uh, a terrorist act. But it's, it's, I guess it's like shows that are coming out now and ignoring COVID. You know, it's like um, I don't blame them. It's the, too heavy. Like I'm glad they never addressed it on this show. <laughs> I don't. I don't want them to deal with it on this show. I really don't. Like I have. There are some TV shows that have dealt with COVID, and I'm like, I wish you would have just never fucking d- done it. I wish you would have ignored that this happened altogether. This is us being one of those shows. I wish they never. Because, like, I know you haven't seen it, but, like, they do address COVID on the show a lot. And I'm like... Wait, what? Oh, on what show? On This, this Is Us? Is us. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's not yeah, a spoiler. Yeah. It's just they deal with thing life as it happens on that show. And I'm yeah, like... my I, dad actually this is, told me that already. And that, I'm like, this is this sucks because now I'm going to have to think about this when I rewatch the show in the future. And I don't want to think about this fucking time again. This sucks. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Whereas, like, we're watching yeah, this. I'm... You don't have to think about that. You just think about these characters and their, their trials that they're going through in this time. You don't have to think about that part of 2001. Yeah. And I guess if it's, like, it's it's fantasy. As much as it's based in reality it because it's not supernatural or anything mm-hmm. it's still fantasy so it's like you know you don't those part yeah we don't need that yeah in there it's just an interesting note of like the show for me that it just didn't do that um yeah but anyway so that's kind of that's all is that all of the the teen characters have we covered all of them uh, yeah yeah we just haven't talked I mean, about I, mitch and gail i guess yeah yeah i I, they have the baby i really like the (laughs) there was one good scene where gail's had the baby 
and she was just immaculate. There wasn't even a drop oh, of sweat yeah. on her head, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is great. That's like perfect. Yeah, because Gail's TV a hottie. We've established this. Stuff. We're fans. That's true. Oh yeah. Hashtag for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Jesus. Uh, I. <laughs> so one thing I did like at the very end of the season here was how Mitch was having a hard time with Dawson leaving and like spending time with his friends. I thought that uh, was kind of cool. Thing. Like in their conflict, the app. Yeah, yeah. Like he wants that. He wants the the apple, and he's trying to get him the the PC or the laptop or whatever. That yeah, was I, such a big moment I, where I was like, "Yeah, get the Mac." He like he's like yeah. I I I have realized that there are certain types of people in life, and I'm this type of person. He's like, "No, you're not." Well, no, he fucking is. That's what he wants. Get him, get him the Mac. I had that moment as well. I couldn't afford one. I bought a, a second-hand one. Like this is like back in the day. Um, and then I was like, "That's it. I'm never not having a Mac." The now, only uh, non-Mac I'm... product that I use is for my work. I have to use PC. Right. <laughs> yeah. We won't. Talk Fair enough. About you can't. You, you can't help that. Yeah. You can't help that. All I can do um, is recommend yeah. that if they ask me, you know, hey, we could use max instead anyway whatever but but it really is like a difference of that it, it is like you say it's like an elvis or beatles uh like rolling stones of the beatles is i think what the uh right right which mac think, would be the beatles i'm thinking of, I'm thinking of pulp fiction because in pulp fiction is like you have an elvis man or a yes Beatles yeah man, yeah you know? two different types of things but uh, yeah there's not really a lot to talk about with mitch and gail other than like they have the baby and they're really happy and it's sweet mm-hmm. um and i love dawson yeah. being a big brother it's just really cute yeah it, there were nice moments there mm-hmm. for sure um and then it's that idea of like well he's gonna leave you know he's leaving home and that's a really emotional thing they're all going their separate ways but you know Dawson and Joey just had to fuck it up at the very end, which just it doesn't make any any goddamn sense, guys. I'm sorry. Does any can anyone yeah. write in and tell us and explain <laughs> to me why this would make sense? Because it doesn't to me. It seems out of the blue. Just... Um, it seems okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe he never let her go. She definitely let him go, and is heartbroken about Pacey. So what's going on here? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, what do you know if they were guaranteed another season at the end of this? Yeah, I, they were picked up, they I believe. Been, I don't think it okay. was a One Tree Hill situation where they always thought they were going to be canceled. I think that there was that season three, they were tanking and they might have gotten canceled had they not had the love triangle and then created like the best season of the show, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And kind of that threat is what made the show better. But from that point forward, I don't think there was ever a question as to whether it would be picked up or not. And I don't think the uh, the final season, season six, um, I think it was planned to end. I don't think it like was like last minute or anything like that. I think they just were like, this is the proper amount of time for the show to go on. You know, run it. Yeah. Course. yeah. Well, six seasons is good. That's a, that's is. a good run for a show. Um, well, I'm looking up when that end of the show if they decided to end it ahead of time or if it was kind of like a decision made towards the end so it it is it is very odd um but i mean it's it's great 
cliffhanger fodder you know so yeah my my prediction uh for going forward i i'm gonna give two okay if that's all right because i'm not i'm not really sure which way it's gonna go but i feel like they're either gonna time jump i'm still set on that because i think it's gonna be really difficult if people are in different places or whatever though they're all sort of heading towards the same sort of area Mm -hmm. um so it could be that they're all in i don't know boston or whatever Mm -hmm. which that would feel so weird though like that it's not in cape side but i think so it could be that i'm sorry mitch and gail but i guess we're not seeing you anymore we might see you on thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. christmas episodes but uh but we keep grams because she's going up there so maybe that's you know uh so it could be that that we we're in a new city boston wherever and we're congregating and the the paths are crossing again but now you know we're in college and whatever or i think they're going to time jump and it's like one tree hill they're all coming back to cape side after they've finished college Mm -hmm. and with them picking it up with them in their early 20s early 20s and then we and and now we're going through a whole different set of challenges because now we're going through what do I do with my life? How do what mm-hmm. path am I going to go on? Um, and I mean, I I feel like your twenties is you're working out who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Like as in, you've done all of your school and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Now you're in the now you're in the real world. The twenties you got to work out. They suck. Yeah. I have like six <laughs> months left of it, and I'm like done. I'm done with it already. <laughs> yeah, but look, yeah, but look at where you're at. You're actually you're at a point where you're you know getting close to the end of and moving into whatever's going to be next right and that's going to be what you do for the rest of your life you know like as in so it's kind of like i think that period of time you're just working things out for what's going to be and when you get into sort of your early 30s you're kind of set in your ways right you know and it's like you know what kind of drinks you like you know what food you like you know whether you want salt on your chips or not fries whatever um I, you know i guess listeners might not know but when i when i hear you say chips i immediately think of quote-unquote fries like i understand the like the difference between chips and crisps but you know wait do you have do you put vinegar on your fries out there um that's not super common here but i i gotta tell you simon i fucking love fish and chips i fucking love it and i love vinegar <laughs> so yeah I I don't. It's like Wait. not a common thing that you would find at everyday table, like you would ketchup here. You know, I don't know if you guys have that on. You know, when you're getting fries or whatever. But like, I love it. It's great. So big fan. I when when you come here. Yes. When when you come yes. to the UK, um, I will be putting vinegar and everything. Mm-hmm. I I even as a kid, I thought that because vinegar was on our table, yeah. like salt and pepper and whatever. I put it on everything. Like I put salt and vinegar on pizza. I put salt and vinegar on anything. Is that like beans, your favorite? Your favorite eating. flavor of crisps? Is it salt and vinegar? Is your fave? Uh, I I had some today actually, but no, not, that's one of not, my favorites. Not, but... I I fucking love salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, they are good. They are good. They can be so flavorsome. They can like hurt my tongue. <laughs> well, that can be a good thing too, though, because then you won't eat the whole damn bag at once. You know, but I can't not though. I can't not True. Alex. I have a problem. <laughs> okay, so so you think it could go either one of these directions, either a time jump or a college situation. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping it's a time jump there. Yeah, and I'm do you it's a time jump. do you have any individual um, character predictions? Uh, I'm confused now as to who's going to be the end game relationship right. between uh, you know Joey and Dawson or Joey and Pacey. If I had to put money on it, I would. Uh, if I had to put money on it, I'd, now I'd say Neva, mm. and that she actually goes on her own somewhere else, does her um, own thing, goes to Paris. Yeah, and that's kind of the point, is it? Right. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of the point is that, like we were saying earlier, sometimes you, people's function in your life. I mean, it would never be like that with them too, because it's special, but. A function in your life is they're not there forever. Mm-hmm. It's to teach some lessons, lessons, experience, whatever, and then move on. Uh, but if I, no, I'm going to say Dawson, I'm going to go for a punt on Dawson. Uh, I think Pacey will end up doing something with boats. Maybe he'll become a boat maker, like he makes boats, mm-hmm. something like that. I think Jack. God, I just had this fear that Jack's not going to be in it till they're in it at the end. But no, no, he's going to be in it. I think mm. Jack is going to. Maybe Joey's going to. Joey's going to be a graphic designer. She's going to be an architect, mm. and uh, Jen is going to be. <laughs> I don't know. She took the therapy. Jen... Maybe she could be like a therapist or something. Yeah. Yeah, that I could see her like owning a bar. Oh yeah, I don't know why she could have her little Deb's den, Jen, Jen's joint. <sighs> yes, yeah, Jen's den, Jen's joint too. Uh, Both of oh, Jen's yeah, joint. Jen's yeah, den I like is that. Good too, I like that. Jeez, I don't know. Anyway, and I think there'd be live music, mm-hmm. like jazz and stuff. I think it could be cool. Uh, and then who else is there? What would you think Dawson would be? He didn't say. Uh, he's got to be a film. Yeah, he's right. got to be a filmmaker. He has to yeah. be. Oh, it'd be cool if it like and oh my god, they couldn't, could they? <laughs> it's not gonna end like it can't end like One Tree Hill, can it? That like Dawson starts making a movie that is about Dawson's Creek, oh right, you know, or makes a TV show. I always forget about, about that. Jesus. Because that's what Julian does, right? Yeah. And obviously, or Lucas has written yeah. his book that's about basically One Tree Hill. <gasps> I bet that happens. If that happens, I swear to God, I'm going to smash up my One Tree Hill box set. If that's what happens, I'm going to burn it live on Instagram. You're going to be like, this one. is too much. This is too much thievery. Too much. It's, uh, it's too much teen dramas. Too much stealing from oh, the God. same teen dramas of the same producers. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Tell, wait, tell me, tell me, where, what did you, what were you feeling at this point when you watched it for the first time? Like, could you tell me what you wanted so to happen? Upset about the Pacey and Joey thing. Like, my little tiny Lex heart just could not handle it. And then I was angry about the Dawson and Joey situation. And I also didn't like that. They weren't going to be at Cape Side, like high school and stuff. I remember feeling annoyed mm-hmm. with that. But then kind of like you were, I'm like, what are they going to do now? What's going to happen? I don't understand. And then I just put in the, the, the next DVD and <laughs> found out. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was fine. It was like, boop, next month. But 
I don't know if I showed the DVD to you, but we can have this moment. I oh, nice. can't show you the back. What? <laughs> because the back is from next season. I don't understand these box sets. Whatever. But well, that um, that picture of Dawson on the bottom there, um, mm-hmm. that's on the big uh, full box set that I have. Oh, you know what? That's from later seasons, so I guess I can show you. But whatever, I'm not going to. His hair's cut. That's why it's like. You know it's from later because he cut all his hair off. Anyway. But, yeah. His hair is shorter this season anyway, so. Well, haircut spoilers is okay. (laughs) Those are the only only (laughs) spoilers allowed. Haircut spoilers. Yeah. Well, tell me, because we've finished season four now, how would you rank the first four in order from favorite to least favorite is three obviously Mm -hmm. um then it becomes a really difficult decision between two and four for me um as of right now i would probably rank four higher because it just continues that season three thing so it's three four two one Mm. I think mine would go. Oh, I think you'll be surprised. I think mine would go three, one, two, four, and I that's only fair. say that because uh, one and two feels nostalgic to me. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. <laughs> like, I totally like I... get it. And I enjoyed four as well. Like I haven't. I haven't not enjoyed any of it. So I'm interested to see if I'm not going to enjoy the next two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I I can't imagine not enjoying mm-hmm. it. Like I've enjoyed it the whole way through. Right. So I mean, they'd have to do something quite drastic for me to be like, oh, this is trash now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel that way about it. It's not, the stuff we're going into is not my favorite of the show. We have seen my favorite of the show, but it's not trash to me. By any means like it's still good good and interesting and yeah. there's plenty of stuff to discuss don't worry <laughs> <laughs> well even when it's even when things aren't at their greatest there's still that sometimes that makes for even better fodder to talk about yeah you know, absolutely you know what what they doing differently why why is it not hitting at the same mm-hmm. level or whatever uh, but it has been really consistent so the fact that it's been consistently really good for four seasons you know, is testament in itself anyway. Yeah, I think that's why the show still has such a strong fan base, has all these people that love it. So, I agree. Awesome. Well, okay, then we'll be back for season five, part part one, soon. Oh, I have to let you, I'm going to go through the episodes as I, as per tradition now, and figure out exactly where we're going to stop. So, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. I look forward to what I'm going to watch the first one tomorrow. I might watch it tonight. Actually, it's pretty late. Yeah. No, you have to let me know we'll when you watch it. So I'm excited. Oh, I might watch it tonight. I need to know if they time jump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll have to message me about it. All right, guys. Yeah, we, I will. we appreciate I will. you. We appreciate you listening. And For real. You can wait. Where can people find you on Instagram, Lex? Oh, uh, my Instagram and TikTok. Private now, so you can find me on TikTok underscore at underscore Lexcellent. I am Lexcellent. Excellent. Yeah. 
I think uh, I think the links below. Yeah. In, yeah. in the show notes. Cool. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Simon Podcasts. And uh, yeah, if you want to add me out. on Instagram, like if you guys find me on Instagram because I follow Simon and you want to add me, no problem. Just tell me, like message me and say, hey, I'm Keepside Chats and I'll add you. I just because of work and stuff, I don't <laughs> have a public profile anymore. That's the only reason. So I'm, I'm always like happy to Capes. welcome Keepside Chats fans. Capeside Chats is the password. <laughs> yes. Um, but also check out uh, Lexa Matt's excellent adventure weekly pop culture podcast i love it comes out every saturday for a while there i was um sometimes i go and visit my parents Mm -hmm. on like a saturday and they live a couple hours away and by the time i'm driving home your episode usually comes out and it's like takes out most of the drive on the way back which is perfect that's great Uh, but yeah go find it subscribe rate it enjoy it you got a healthy back catalog right oh, like over 100 yeah, episodes yeah yeah we've got a good back catalog right now um i don't know if we're at 100 yet god i can't keep track of so many there's so many <laughs> or, i'm sure you've done 100 i feel like there's over 100 maybe probably maybe eh, i'm lying maybe know. i'm lying eh, for you whatever. i don't even know so why would you know whatever and then, obviously, you guys are subscribed to this. You better be. So you're listening to Ravens, the only One Tree Hill podcast. All other One Tree Hill podcasts are not allowed here. I was literally listening to it right before we started recording. So, oh no, yeah. was where? How? <laughs> which episode? Uh, let's find out. It was season three, episode eighteen. Okay. So I'm catching up on season three. Yeah. yeah, you guys put out episodes so fast. I try to keep up, but and they're long, which is great. <laughs> they are long. Yes, that's true. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you all listening. Hit us up with your stuff, and uh, yeah, keep continue on with our journey with us. And it's back to you, Bob. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>